Hello, friend. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. This is Pastor Pitts Evans. On this podcast, we read and discuss one chapter of God's Word per episode. Let's go now to the Bible and see what the Lord has for us today. Well, not only does Hebrews allude to Psalm 110, it alludes to many other Old Testament scriptures, especially having to do with the New Covenant. And so the premier scripture in the Old Testament concerning the New Covenant is Jeremiah chapter 31, verse 31 through 34. And I'm going to read from that chapter. I'm going to read it in the King James, if you don't mind, even though I'm reading the NIV in our text for today in Hebrews. But Jeremiah 31, 31, Behold, the days come, says the Lord, that I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day that I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt which covenant they broke, although I was a husband to them, says the Lord. But this shall be the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, says the Lord, I will put my law in their inward parts and write it in their hearts and will be their God, and they shall be my people, and they shall teach no more every man his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me, From the least of them to the greatest of them, says the Lord. For I will forgive their iniquity, and I will remember their sin no more. Now, keep that passage in mind as we begin to read Hebrews chapter 8. Now, the main point of what we are saying is this. We do have such a high priest who sat down at the right hand of the throne of majesty in heaven and who serves in the sanctuary, the true tabernacle set up by the Lord, not by a mere human being. Every high priest is appointed to offer both gifts and sacrifices. So it was necessary for this one also to have something to offer. If he were on earth, he would not be a priest, for there are already priests who offer the gifts prescribed by the law. They serve at the sanctuary that is a copy and shadow of what is in heaven. This is why Moses was warned when he was about to build the tabernacle. See to it that you make everything according to the pattern shown you on the mountain. But in fact, the ministry Jesus has received is as superior to theirs as the covenant of which he is mediator is superior to the old one, since the new covenant is established on better promises. For if there had been nothing wrong with that first covenant, no place would have been sought for another. But God found fault with the people and said, The days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the people of Israel and with the people of Judah. It will not be like the covenant I made with their ancestors when I took them by the hand to lead them out of Egypt, because they did not remain faithful to my covenant, and I turned away from them, declares the Lord. This is the covenant I will establish with the people of Israel after that time, declares the Lord. I will put my laws in their minds and write them on their hearts. I will be their God, and they will be my people. No longer will they teach their neighbor or say to one another, Know the Lord, because they will all know me, from the least of them to the greatest. For I will forgive their wickedness and will remember their sins no more. By calling this covenant new, he has made the first one obsolete. 
and what is obsolete and outdated will soon disappear. Obviously, much is said here about the New Covenant, and much is said about Jesus as our King and as our High Priest. In verse 1, we read, Now the main point of what we're saying is this. We do have such a High Priest who sat down at the right hand of the throne of majesty in heaven. Now, this reference to sitting down at the throne of majesty in heaven and this reference to the high priest is, again, pointing us back to Psalm 110. Uh, The first verse of Psalm 110 said, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit thou on my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. And so we have this high priest who sat at the right hand of the majesty in heaven, And he was made, in verse 6 of Psalm 110, a priest after the order of Melchizedek. And so this high priest after the order of Melchizedek, who's seated in heavenly places next to Yahweh on the throne of majesty, is Jesus. That's the main point of what we're saying. He's the fulfillment of the promises. And he serves in the sanctuary, the true tabernacle set up by the Lord, not by a mere human being. In other words, he's in the real tabernacle of heaven, not in the copy that was made by Moses on earth. On earth, there was a pattern set in place by the Lord. There was a pattern set up for the priesthood. There was a pattern set up for the temple. There was a pattern set up for the system of worship and so forth. But it was only a pattern of the true that was in heaven. Jesus doesn't need to serve in a temple on earth. He serves in the true temple in heaven. He's the high priest of the heavenlies. He's not the high priest on earth. He's the high priest over everything. Whatever is in the created order and whatever is beyond the created order, Jesus is the high priest and king forever. And so the pattern that Moses uh, produced on earth was nothing but a mere prophetic foreshadowing of the real that existed in heaven that Jesus was to become the high priest over. Verse 5, we read, Priests serve at a sanctuary that is a copy and shadow of what is in heaven. This is why Moses was warned when he was about to build the tabernacle, see to it that you make everything according to the pattern shown you on the mountain. Now, Jesus, you see, is not in the pattern. He's in the real. And so the the priesthood that was ordained by Moses, the sacrificial system that was put in place by Moses, the tabernacle that was built by Moses and under the direction of Moses, these are all patterns. They're all types and shadows of the real, which is in heaven. But Jesus came to bring forth not the covenant of Moses, but the new covenant, a better covenant, ratified in his own blood, a better covenant in that not a human high priest presides over the the system, but the heavenly high priest, Jesus himself, is the arbiter and the high priest of this covenant. So Jesus gives us a better covenant. We read in verse 6, In fact, the ministry that Jesus has received is as superior to theirs as the covenant of which he's a mediator is superior to the old one, since the new covenant is established on better promises. Does this mean that people that believed the old covenant prior to the coming of Christ were deceived? No, by no means. The old covenant was in force until the new covenant came into force. And so the covenant that is in place now is the one that Jesus came to bring us. The new covenant is established on better promises than the old covenant of Moses. In verse 7, we read, If there had been nothing wrong with that first covenant, no place would have been sought for another. 
But God found fault with the people. In other words, the covenant, there was nothing wrong with the covenant. But the people's ability to abide by the covenant was flawed. And so the Lord said, the days are coming that I will make a new covenant with the people of Israel and the people of Judah. Now, notice who the new covenant was intended for, friends. We Gentiles are included by extension, but initially the new covenant was intended for Israel and the descendants of Abraham. The new covenant is still intended for the descendants of Abraham and the Jewish people. The new covenant is for all the people of the earth, for the Jew first, and then for us Gentiles. Reading again in Hebrews verse 9, this covenant will not be like the covenant I made with their ancestors when I took them by the hand to lead them out of Egypt. Remember, this is referring to the Exodus account uh, under the direction of Moses. Because they did not remain faithful to my covenant, and I turned away from them, declares the Lord. This is the covenant I will establish with the people of Israel after that time, declares the Lord. And now we're quoting directly from Jeremiah chapter 31 that I read before Hebrews today. This is the covenant I will establish with the people of Israel after that time, declares the Lord. I will put my laws in their minds and write them on their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people. No longer will they teach their neighbor or say to one another, know the Lord, because they will all know me from the least of them to the greatest. For I will forgive their wickedness and will remember their sins no more. Friends, if there was nothing else in the New Testament toward the the Lord's plans and purposes concerning the Jewish people than just this we read, it would be obvious that the Lord is not finished with the Jewish people. He loves them with an everlasting love. He loves them because of Abraham. He loves them because of Isaac. He loves them because of Jacob. And he loves them because of Jesus, who was the Jewish Messiah. He was raised as a Jew. He lived as a Jew. He died as a Jew. He died for the Jews. And so Jesus came to bring a better covenant than the covenant of Moses. This is the covenant that is enforced now, the new covenant that was prophesied in Jeremiah chapter 31. And we read finally in verse 13 of Hebrews 8, by calling this covenant new, he has made the first one obsolete. And what is obsolete and outdated will soon disappear. And so the new covenant is the covenant in force. There is no dual covenant theology In other words, there's not two covenants in force. There's only one agreement in force for both Jew and Gentile alike. There's one way to the Father. It's through the Son, Jesus Christ. There's one plan of redemption for mankind in force. It's not the covenant of Moses. It's the covenant that was prophesied in the Old Testament under Jeremiah and Isaiah and Ezekiel and the other prophets. This new covenant that was to come for the people of Israel has come. It's come And the fullness of time, it's here and in place. And it's only waiting for the Jewish people and all people to receive their Messiah. He has written his covenant on their hearts. He will establish his laws in their minds and on our minds and hearts. And we will all be the Lord's people when we yield and uh, relinquish the lordship of our own lives to Jesus. So this new covenant, friends, is for me, it's for you, it's for the Jewish people, it's for all people. We serve the majesty, the Lord Jesus Christ, who sitteth at the right hand of Yahweh in heaven today. He is the priest, after the order of Melchizedek, who presides in the heavenly tabernacle over a better covenant. That's the new covenant. 
Lord Jesus, we thank you for the better promises contained in the new covenant. We thank you, Lord, that the first covenant was holy, but fault was found with the people's ability to keep it. And so you've come with a better covenant and better promises for us. Thank you, Lord. Let them be established in our generation for all people. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.